be a productive player. I, I, I don't think it's uh, by any means. I don't think anyone should be giving up on Ahmed Rosario. But no. when you when you when you juxtapose it with what's happening across town in the Bronx, and especially with them playing each other this weekend, um, yeah, I mean it's 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 got to be disappointing for Met fans that the that the guy that they were have been pointing to for a few years hasn't uh, delivered uh, yet at the major league level. Yeah, there's no question about it. And so, so you you brought up Mickey Callaway, which I think is sort of interesting. And you know, uh, I think it was two days ago or over the weekend, it might have been Sunday. You know, he made some comment about how you know it's really hard to play here, and that's why guys are putting pressure on themselves, which is pretty much the last thing you'd want to say as a coach or manager in New York City. Uh, and I feel like that should be the first lesson you're taught is like, hey, never say that it's too hard to play here because you're going to get crushed. In your mind, is you said he's starting to show cracks. Is he is he in over his head here? What do you make of sort of how Mickey Callaway is approaching these struggles and and sort of how he's managing and how he's responding to this and the things that he's saying? I don't know that he's in over his head per se, but I I, I agree with you in that that those type of comments are just never going to fly here. Look, he it's his it's his job to to hold team meetings or to call players out for lack of fundamentals, like we saw over the weekend, um, but. For, for me, when you start talking about this is not Cleveland, the, the, you know, New York is uh, the, the pressure might be getting to some of these players. That's not the kind of thing that anybody in New York wants to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we, and we, you know, we have seen that over the years from from different players and managers. But that's that's not an excuse that's going to fly uh, in New York. And Callaway's got to know better than that. Um, so you hope so you hope now going forward that he learns from it. But I mean, there is there are some things that I thought were interesting. Uh, uh, on Friday night, he, you know, or, or on Saturday, I guess, the day after uh, Sandy Alderson had essentially kind of called out Joanna Cespedes and and said, you know, we're surprised that he's not back yet and yeah. things like that. And then and then Callaway comes out the next day and to me kind of doubled down on it. And he actually brought up yeah. uh, brought up Cespedes's contract, which is not which is not something you usually hear a manager do. And I thought that was interesting. Like all of a sudden. Uh, you know, we maybe he got maybe they got some criticism for not being decisive enough when they put, when they first put Cespedes on the DL, let him you know he played through it for a while and then they then they finally DL'd him. Now he's been out, you know, a month plus, and it almost seems now that the Mets are trying to kind of turn it around and and uh, put a, apply a little pressure on Cespedes to get back quicker. Um, so I thought that was interesting too, and and it's it, we don't know how that's gonna. How that's gonna how that's gonna fly with a with a player like Cespedes? He hasn't he hasn't spoken to anyone in the media since he's been on the on the disabled list. So, um, look, Callaway has he's got a lot on his plate. This is his first time managing. Everything was rosy when they were eleven and one. You know, since, since then they're sixteen and thirty, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it all seems to be kind of falling apart a little bit. And we'll see if he can if he can kind of right the ship and get them through this because right now it doesn't it doesn't look like. There's a there's an immediate turnaround on the horizon, especially with the Yankees coming into town this weekend. Right. You said so. You said it's interesting that he brought up the Cespedes' contract. So, what do you think that means? What do you think's going through his head? Do you think that's something that was a directive from above his pay grade, or do you think that it was something that he felt like he had to do uh, just because of the amount of money they're paying him and because they think he's he's capable? What, what like what do you make out of it being interesting? What does that mean? Well, I I, I think it's. Uh, I, I think it's possible that it, that that came from above, or maybe there was some discussion from above that hey, we have to figure out a way to get this guy back on the field. Right. Um, and so, I, like I said, I just thought it was the fact that it came the day after Sandy kind of brought it up as well. Um, it, it seemed it seemed the timing of it seemed to be interesting. So, uh, it, and it's 
it's uh, it'll be intriguing to see how how Cespedes responds to it. He's he's obviously working his way to get back, but the Mets need him immediately. I mean, they, this is a this is a different lineup when he's in it, um, and they haven't had him now for for several weeks, and and it's definitely showed. Yeah, the the interesting thing to me though is like he like so this contract was largely celebrated when he signed it in in off season before 2017 in November of 2016, and now it's sort of he's he's missed considerable time the last two seasons with these muscle problems. At what point do you look at this contract and question whether it was actually the right decision? In the moment, I don't think they really had a choice because if they didn't go and and re-sign Cespedes, the Wilpons would have been absolutely destroyed by the fan base. So they went out and they spend the money on a guy who's been injury prone and he's continued to be injury prone. Do you look at that as, as a bad decision or so how do you analyze the contract?